Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Troy, Jay and Aaron. Hello, good afternoon, morning, evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us as always. Welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. I'm Troy, joined by Jay and Aaron, and we are going to kick things off with some news. Um, Big, big news coming out uh, yesterday um, at time of recording. Um, Zelina Vega has been released from WWE uh, amid um, stuff to do with her Twitch and just fans page, only fans page, um, and there being a big push for people to be unionized um, there. This is a shit show, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucking awful. It's really fucking bad. Um, so it made me stop playing Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it, to be honest, it made me like kind of struggle to enjoy SmackDown because it was like, why, why do I want to support these fuckers? Yeah. Um, like, so there's a lot of like kind of moving parts with this uh, that come out after. So this happened about two hours before SmackDown started. Mm-hmm. Um, ten minutes before she. Uh, well, ten it turns out ten minutes before her release got announced, not but that she got released. Um, she tweeted out saying, "I support unionization." Apparently, her and Paige, her and Paige were both like looking into that and talking to the relevant people. Paige, mm-hmm. uh, Paige has been very vocal about the whole thing on Twitter, so that's interesting. Right. Um, five minutes after they announced the release, she said, "I'll see you on Twitch," um, and. She came online during SmackDown. Uh, she had quite a lot to say. Not a negative about WWE, which shows the kind of person she is, really. Mm. Uh, she thanked everyone who, like, there. She, she was very specific, specifically named um, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, uh, Tommy Dreamer, The Rock, and a few other people as well. Um, okay. Didn't name Vince. <laughs> There's a surprise. Won't go into that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she said she said she'd had the opportunity to live like a childhood dream, um, and that uh, she got to do um, like she wouldn't have met her husband, obviously, Alistair Black, mm. if she hadn't been there. Uh, her dad wanted to be a wrestler, he died in 9 11. Um, oh, Jesus, and she said, like, she got to when she wrestled Asuka, she got to like say this is for you, dad, and have his name on her gear. Yeah, I remember that. Um, which was quite a nice thing, and she got really emotional talking about that. Um, she got a lot of support on that. She like put as especially she put it up during SmackDown. I I, I actually tuned in during SmackDown uh, to watch what she had to say because mm-hmm. she's just really talented, and yeah. it's really 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 fucking stupid that they'd be so petty over something mm-hmm. um, that they let someone that talented go. Where whereas they've got people who were like. Obviously, like getting accused of fucking way worse stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they still have a job, and still it's like, got a job, still getting given yeah. TV time. As people like that that have gone through the fucking through the grind and, and dedicated their their life and, and time and sacrificed a lot to be there, and this is yeah. the the payback and the reward that they get. 
Yeah. Um, she she also said um, she also said that she, which again, it's a really it shows the kind of person she is. She said the whole thing with Twitch that she was kind of standing up for. It wasn't so much the like making money off it. It was more the the interacting with fans. And she was she said this year has been shit. Like mm. countries in lockdown, you've had people like um, staying at home, self self isolate and all mm. that. And it's a good way for the wrestlers to be able to still reach out to the fans, but also kind of mm. like give the fans a bit of an escape from what like how bad this year has been for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's true. It's something that like kind of didn't really get touched on when everyone was talking about the whole Twitch thing. Um yeah. everyone was like, oh yes, yeah, it's WWE being greedy and taking away. But it's also it's a, their way of being able to interact with the fan base. Mm. Um and try and give their fans like the release that they would have like during like a meet and greet or something like that. Exactly. That's the thing. Like they, they feed off the fans both kind of in and out of the ring, obviously in ring when, when performing and out of the ring when they're doing stuff like meet and greets. And that's absolutely gone out the window this year. And yep. the, the one uh, medium and outlet that they do have to be able to do that is now taken away from them. And it kind of then that the flip side of that is as well how much do, do the the higher ups at WWE care about the fans in that sense if they're willing to like pull them away from from the people well, that they've idolised the culture is shit. They're doing the meet and greet things now, aren't they? Where they're charging like God knows how much to sit on a Zoom call. Yeah, for a two minute Zoom call, one hundred and fifty quid. Fuck. So you know they're, they're doing. To do and uh, what's right for them, obviously, they will be again. They don't, as I say, they, they care. They care more about the bottom line than yeah. everything else. Very, uh, very selfish. Yeah, and another couple of things to come out of this. Um, the backstage reaction was that everybody kind of expected if anyone was going to take a stand against it, it would have been here. Really? Um, yeah, it seemed like she was very vocal. Um, here and Alice the Black on the Twitch, like their last Twitch stream they did before they had to shut the accounts. They um they spoke about how AJ Styles and Cesar and a couple of people were gonna be like having them having the meeting that obviously led to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um we covered that a couple of weeks ago uh, yeah. they had the meeting Vince just shot it down probably. Um <laughs> But she like they were they were at, it was weird because they were talking about it and like she was like she was going yeah AJ's gonna talk um we wanna we wanna say stuff and but Alistair like doesn't wanna because he's gonna be talking about other stuff which will lead on to something else in a second mm-hmm. um because it seems the time was right at that um that he didn't want to jeopardize that so he was just kind of like gonna be there for like moral support um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it, they said, she even said like she stood up for what she believed in. Like she didn't, she didn't think it was right that if they're not being treated as employees, they should be having like rights that absolutely people, well, essentially freelancers, um, yeah, shouldn't like shouldn't have like if if they're freelancers, they should have the right to be able to go and do third party stuff. Of course, if they're employees, then they'll. By all means, WWE put a fucking exclusivity con- uh, thing mm. in the contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, it yeah, it just goes back to the whole 
the whole uh, independent contractor thing. Dave Meltzer put an interesting tweet going. If this is, if this is, um, what was it? If Vince is going to fire someone over this. This is a very, very interesting uh, battle he's making himself here, mm. which um, ob- obviously would indicate that <laughs> she's. She, I mean, she's got grounds to fucking sue the living shit out of them for it. Yeah, because it's an unjust dismissal. Mm. Um. She didn't say whether it was a mutual thing or not. Apparently, um, apparently there was frustration on both sides. Oh, okay. Um, so she was frustrated with the company. Mm-hmm. The company frustrated with her because she wouldn't fall in line um, right. over it. And it it sounds it sounds like she had a lot of support, like from the other wrestlers. Like a lot of people were like shocked that she was she was gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were shocked that WWE made them, like chose to make an example of her because she didn't want to. Because she stood up for like everybody, yeah, sort yeah. of. Um, yeah, as I say before, Paige was very vocal about it. I'll see, I'll see what mm. happens with that because she's been someone who, when they like told her to shut down Twitch, she was very, very, very vocal about it. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, very defiant. Yeah. Um, and yet the the other thing that come out about like that we wouldn't have probably found out had it not been for this. Obviously, she's married to Alistair Black. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of talking about, well, what's he going to do next? Is he going to yeah. leave? Um, I think there's a, I think there's a belief that he probably will end up following her out the yeah. company. Yeah. Not, nothing is, nothing's been announced about that. Nothing's set in stone. That's pure speculation at this mm. point. Mm. Um, but he did ask to move back to NXT and that got refused. Which, again, it's baffling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Doing anything with him on fucking. Um, is it what's he on? Is he on Raw or SmackDown? He, I can't he's remember. He's on SmackDown. That's it. Um, like they dragged him over with KO, didn't they? Yeah, and they haven't used him. They haven't put him on television at all, really, since he'd been drafted. Other than the main, like the first night where they introduced him, when they did that weird like introduction thing. Yeah. But other than that, he's not like been involved in a squash match. He's not been involved in like nothing. <laughs> Yeah, not been involved in a backstage bit where he's laughing with Big E. Mm. Nothing. <laughs> not wearing a dodgy cardigan. No, <laughs> not nothing like at all. Like whether they again, whether it's because of this situation that they're kind of mm. that or whatever. But I mean, it, it the whole the whole thing as as we've kind of said already, it's just shit, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's awful, and it's it, like you really, say, it makes it difficult to watch to watch the product at times because it's just knowing that that's how they treat certain Mm. members of staff and as other members or say members of staff, whatever they are, members of staff, freelancers, like how they treat their talent. um, And then you see how other people are treated in that company, given things that they've done outside of the organization. And you just think, what the fuck are you playing at? Any, Any other place of work, that wouldn't fly. Any other place of work around the world in any organization, any industry, that wouldn't fly. And yet, yeah, this seems to just be a fucking free for all. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, uh, Andrew Yang obviously has been threatening to <clears throat> shut by and get into power to like fully investigate this shit. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens come January, won't it? Uh, absolutely. When- when this, when the dust has settled on the election, obviously Biden's like won it already. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what progress and 
Andrew Young makes for that. Hopefully, hopefully he gets he gets something sorted there because it's and a lot of people as well during the release and not during the statements were tagging him in it, and he was mm. like liking them all. So he's obviously keeping an eye on the situation. Oh, of course he is. Of course he is. He's yeah. probably he's probably very very uh, interested that he's like he's got someone who you can talk to about this now. Mm. Quite me. Yeah, uh, yeah. And one last thing that they've come out as well from her Twitch stream was she said she's not retiring from wrestling. She will wrestle again. Good. Um, she deserves to. She's very, very good. Just didn't get time to kind of show that at all. Yeah. I mean, we talk we talk about um, AW's women's division a lot. She'd be a fucking great addition to that. Mm. Um, she'd be, yeah. she's, she wrestled there in TNA years ago. So mm-hmm. they've obviously... Apparently, Impact have already, or someone who she knows within the company, has already like sent out like a feeler saying, "Do you want me to put a good word in for you?" Yeah. So yeah. the the stuff move, the stuff moving. Um, interestingly, her non compete clause would um, be up two weeks before AW Revolution. So Interesting. Take that how you will. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, Chelsea Green, speaking of uh, women's division, Chelsea Green uh, was injured on her debut on SmackDown. Um, what? A, how fucking unfortunate. We were only saying the other day on yeah. the news where there's these phantom call-ups where these, some of these women have been stuck in limbo and we're just like, where are they? And then within, within days, her debut's kind of, not even announced in advance, like on the show, and we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about SmackDown and it's it's last minute writing. But just from out of nowhere, oh, here she is! I was supposed to kind of remember her from when she was briefly introduced about what six, seven months but ago. They, they made like a bigish deal of it, didn't they? Like yeah. the other show, the other show up, and then she was the only one who got a fucking entrance. Mm. Um, and yeah, it it was it it. It, it sounds to me like they like uh, she was well according to Fightful anyway she she was planned to win yeah I'd imagine um, so which is exactly what I said the other day use Survivor Series to bring through some fresh talent showcase them off and that's what they've done and yeah she's gone, she's um, gone and done an injury it looks like it was just like a freak injury as well like Liv, yeah. Liv Morgan drop kicked her off the apron and then as she's like going down you see her grab her arm mm. and then she like yeah. that was it. That was an after that. Liv, after that, Liv goes to go get her, like, and put her back in the ring. But Natalia, Natalia grabs. Yeah, yeah. I right that. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Feifel said that they had to change the finish on the fly, um, and it was like an absolute fucking clusterfuck. <laughs> it looked trying like to a figure bit of out fast. what to do. Yeah. Because obviously Chelsea was uh, meant to be the winner. Um, yeah, it's a, it's she's had like a few setbacks with injuries um, mm-hmm. before. Uh, she got like on main roster, and even when she got to WWE, she got she had like an injury. Um, like that kept it out. It. yeah, that kept her uh, kept her back from debuting, and then she was literally tweeting yesterday about how I've I've not wrestled since May. Um, <laughs> and fa- first time she does a minute, and she fucking breaks her, her arm slash wrist. Um, got it. Poor yeah. ass. Ho- hopefully she's not out too long. Mm. Um. Could be a couple of months, couldn't it, though? Get her back for the Rumble, hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. Moving on. Chelsea um, Green to win the Rumble, heard that here first. 
Uh, with Survivor Series coming up, um, and we mentioned that there would be a couple, well, at the time, Savio Vega um, making an appearance at Survivor Series for Undertaker's Farewell. Um, other people that uh, have been noted to appear are Kane, the Godfather, uh, Rikishi, and the Godwins, apparently, uh, are going to be there at Survivor group. Series. Yeah, so... Um, should be fun it'll be interesting to see in what capacity they're there whether they're, they're there in person i doubt it whether it's going to be a video message or or what but um yeah, it'd be cool to see I imagine it'll people. be like um like when they do the flair one like every couple of years where they, they wheel out rick flair and get all his mates around him <laughs> and go flair you've retired again <laughs> it's your birthday you say somewhere do a do, do, do a woo everyone likes that yeah, <laughs> do the strut. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, we kind of speculated on that. I, I'd be very shocked if Triple H and Shawn Michaels weren't knocking about either. Yeah. Um, and who, who else did we say? Um, what, what, um, the Edge. Edge, possibly. Edge and Christian, maybe, because they have had, had a bit of... The, the Fiend will probably show up and just fucking... Kill Abdi. <laughs> And Take then we'll, we'll get we'll get a cinematic match between the Fiend and Taker at Mania next year. Oh. Well, will we? It's um, the final farewell. We'll see. We'll Listen, see. mate. It's the final farewell. Sean Michaels had the final farewell as well at WrestleMania 26. Look how well that ended. Whoa, boys! There's an eight-year gap in that. Look, there's a difference between Sean and the Undertaker. Don't even start that argument. You're right, Undertaker's got a well better legacy that he didn't <laughs> shit over. <laughs> Fuck it, that's, that's a deep, deep, deep you, cut. See what I'm today, me baller club hoodie. Come on, you, <laughs> you boy! Um, stay to that notepad. Obviously, this, this is just audio, so you won't be able to see this, but Aaron's ordered himself a new notepad to take notes for the podcast, and it's just got Shawn Michaels on the front from, what, circa 90... Six, ninety-five, ninety-six. Just, yeah. just it looks it's like just, he's in his face on drugs. It, it looks like he's <laughs> yeah. He look. He's got the same look on his face that Troy had when Aaron said "Happy Guy Coween" for like the fifth <laughs> time. <laughs> um, oh man, staying yeah, on. Sorry, staying on. on the topic of Undertaker, it was interesting. You said about the fiend. Um, he, he did have some comments to make about that. He said if he if he had more gas in the tank, that would be the feud he wants. Obviously. Uh, um, and he said, but he said he doesn't want to do any more cinematic matches because he felt like it was kind of cheating. Um, fair enough. Um, mm. He said he, he said he felt like it was cheating. It was kind of like using that to hide his weaknesses and hide like the fact that he wasn't as he didn't have the capabilities he did when he was a younger guy. Um, good though, it, it protects him because it was it was still enjoyable. You can get the yeah, stuff in but, there. No one's been put at risk. Like just yeah, yeah. I, I get the I get the feeling he said that so we so we can kind of because leaving the door open. No, so he can not he can shut the door because he, he Oh Vince, okay. Vince was at like dead set he didn't want Undertaker to say he was retired in the last in the last ride. Mm. Or use the words I am retired because that obviously has finality to it. Yeah. And Vince's creed I was never say never. Um, right. And Undertaker in the same interview said, well, as far as I'm concerned, I'm retired. But Vince has got the whole, like, ideology of never say never. So he doesn't want me to say that. But in my mind, I'm retired. 
Um, oh, okay. Which again, it's it's crazy how Vince has like got this fucking hold over some of his fucking mm. talent, like especially someone like the Undertaker as well. <laughs> yeah, like you look at you look at the last ride, and it, it's it's eye opening when you see that he's literally how many times and that does he say, "Look, that's my last match. I'm done. I, I, yeah. I don't want to." Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do this again. And Vince is like, "Come on, come on, go on, go on, come, just, just one, more. just one more." <laughs> Speaking of the Undertaker, um, there's apparently um, some rumors uh, based on a recent interview um, and him hinting that there may be a backstage role for him at NXT. That'd be cool. There's, there's He's an um, awful lot he could pass on, obviously, and having someone as legendary and, and prominent as that and someone that's been around the business so much and kind of seen it everyone come and go that's just an amazing uh position should that come to fruition he, he's done like little bits with them before hasn't he like he's done guest sessions and um yeah he's done like mentoring for like big guys so he mentored Braun. he mentored uh, David yeah Creed. yeah uh i can't remember keith lee oh, corbin corbin uh, keith lee yeah um, he's he's but like he's a mentor for all the bigger guys, uh, which mm. is obviously there's not many guys who you'd say would do a better job than him. Um, yeah. As far as big men are concerned, um, yeah, he, didn't he say something about it's just logistics because obviously there's the pandemic for a start, mm. <laughs> and the other thing is that he lives in Texas and he <laughs> so wouldn't want to move t- to Texas Florida. Texas isn't exactly next door to Florida, is it? So <laughs> no. Um, I mean, it's not it's not a long flight. It's it's only like an hour or two flight, isn't it? But mm. doing that often, like, though, it's still yeah, yeah. Especially when like he's talking about all the travel, like kind of had the wear and tear on him as well, as mm. much as like wrestling did. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I can I can attest to. Um, it's not fun fucking sitting on a plane for like God knows how long, is it? <laughs> mm. Especially when like there's like no like room at all. You've got your knee yep. like up to your bloody chest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this would be a big get. Um, there was a thing that Sami Zayn put uh, was talking about on um, BT Sports. I don't know if you saw it. No, they put it on their Twitter. It was like it just it was this kind of like story about meeting the Undertaker. Um, okay, and he said that he'd he'd kind of had the. Um, what was it? It was it was a training thing. It was I think it was like promo class or something. Right. And Undertaker was kind of like there, and okay. he he wasn't like doing any train right, and he was kind of just having a look around. And Sami Zayn cuts this promo, and Undertaker was like, "Oh man, that's how you make money in this business." <laughs> and then he uh, he stuck around for TV, and Sami Zayn was fuming with Neville at the time for the NXT title. Right. It's like the go home. He's like, man, that's how you, that's how you sell that match. <laughs> awesome. And uh, and then like they had the match, and he was like saying how good it was, and he was like how he expected it to just be like flippy shit, and it was it turned out he told a really good story. Mm-hmm. So obviously, like as far as psychology wise goes, he's he's fucking oh, yeah. one of the anyway, best. He? Yeah, um, and he seems very passionate about passing that on to people. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be a really good um, acquisition. Yeah, there definitely. Was, there was another video going around I see on Twitter, um, not to dwell on this too much, but of him like imparting his knowledge on um, a young Ricky Starks, which was dead interesting. Oh, okay. Because it was him, 
him, Ricky Starks, and Aaron Solo, who um, for anyone who doesn't know is uh, Bailey's fiance, um, or maybe husband. Oh, right. Um, and they're literally, it's just the three of them. They're sat like a sat at a table, eat, just like eating food. Um, it's like a, it's like a picnic table. They're weird. And Undertaker's like telling, like talking them through, like a less is more and stuff like that. True. And it's it's incredible to see. Like I'm just like these two guys who. Um, both are both are in AEW now. Obviously, Ricky Starks is like making yeah. a quite a big splash at the moment. Um, it was it was quite cool to see like him sort mm. of passing that knowledge down to it's like two guys and like them literally got you can see they've kind of took that on board as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, be a good actually, yeah, a man. good role for him. Definitely. Uh, next up, according to Ringside News, Seth Rollins is scheduled for some time off. Obviously, we've spoken uh, Becky Lynch um, previously. She's due to give birth in December, so that's rapidly coming up. Um, and it seemed like after this week's episode of SmackDown, it seems like there's a bit of finality in certainly the the Ray and uh, uh, Dominic well, fucking better be. It was the final <laughs> chapter this week. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd expect him to be off screens well, at least a month, um, whether it will show up at the Rumble or not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think I almost forgot about that. I know we were speaking about Becky Lynch the other day. And yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine um, I, I imagine if he's taken time off after Survivor Series, the baby's due in December, he'll be back for the Rumble, won't he? Do you reckon, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Be a surprise to turn in the Rumble or something, I reckon. Yeah. And he'll come in, Murphy will eliminate him. Or he'll eliminate Murphy. Or that. There's going to be something in there with that, though, for definite. Hey, that, uh, could, they, that could be leading to our theory from ages ago being right that we'll get Murphy and Rollins. Murphy and Rollins at Mania, yeah. Remember that, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Those two in an Iron Man match. Give me that. And I quit match. They love doing them at the moment. I love them. Love them. I um, <laughs> Next, an eye for an eye too. next little bit from me, Electric Boogaloo. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was trying um, to think of something I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, AEW's current plan is for Pac to reunite with the Lucha Brothers to battle against uh, Kingston, Butcher and the Blade. Um, I see it's fairly obvious, isn't Pac uh, up against the Blade next week? Yes. Yeah. What After, was their, their little faction call? Was it? Death triangle. Triangle de la muerte. But death triangle because Pax a Geordie and he doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier for Pac if he doesn't try and say it in Spanish either. <laughs> uh, ah, he's, he's, they, I love the whole that they've got him like doing this gimmick where he's been locked in a lockdown and he's just gone mental. <laughs> Like he came, he came been out in a padded like, room for seven months. I awesome. He came out frothing at the mouth. Great. <laughs> I did see that. Hey, it's quite amusing. Hey, Eddie Kingston, <laughs> you think I didn't see what you were doing? <laughs> awesome. So excited for Pat. Um, yeah, yeah, he's weirdly he's going to be back and forth in America. So these they said that the way AEW is doing it until next year is they're going to be. Filming two episodes at once, and then flying him back, and then taking two weeks off. So essentially, he's um, he's already filmed this episode. Okay, 
I assume he flew back. Right. And then that'll be the two weeks. And then and then he'll um fly back again and then do mm. do it. Uh they said they seem to have a plan in place. Uh, it's okay. weird obviously with the quarant with the quarantine thing. Mm. Isolation and yeah, isolation not really have to travel, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um yeah. excited to see him back, definitely. Yeah, God, he looks like Somehow he's got in better shape than he already was. <laughs> he's eaten <laughs> even less carbs than last time. His, <laughs> his abs look like he's got a massive fist trying to punch out of his chest. <laughs> the SmackDown fist. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I hate it. It's like, help me. Sticking on Dynamite, Dave Meltzer reported um, that the Young Bucks were originally meant to wrestle on the 11th of November episode of Dynamite, but was pushed back a week due to them wanting to heal and recover, essentially, um, from full gear. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Matt, Matt Jackson apparently has been working with a knee, a knee injury for a long-ass time. Um, oh, okay. They had the... I think I think it was a, either false County or last man standing match with uh, the Butcher and the Blade. And he originally tweaked his knee and back. And Mel- right. Melton touched on it, but then nothing was really said of it. Um, and pretty much from then to full gear, the Bucks have only had like eight or nine matches. And this was like way, way earlier on in like the lockdown. Mm. Um, probably around like June, maybe. Oh, um, right. okay. Yeah. And he's, he said that he's got a slight tear in his MCL and his his ACL is basically like wearing away. Uh, so we'll need to get that like seen too soon, but he's just trying to like do it without surgery for the time being. Mm. Um, he said something dead interesting was he, he thinks that he's at the, the ACL injury he's had for like 12 years. What? Yeah. So when you see some of the fucking mad shit that he does and he's got a dodgy knee. No, what are you playing at, lad? Like, that's insane that he's been able to do that though. Yeah. It's fucking madness. Yeah, um, yeah he, he, um, he said that like when he, when he got the injury worsened, they decided to put it into a story and he was kind of relieved because it meant that he wasn't having to like hide the fact he'd been limping and stuff like that. Right. Um, but I think a lot of it as well, he kind of put down so that he was just getting older. Um, How old is he? Uh, he's 35, I think. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, he just he just kind of like put it down to wear and tear, and then he was getting older. And it was only that his wife said, "You look like you're walking funny on that. Like maybe you should get an MRI." Mm. And like he he got to he got to Jacksonville, and his, and his wife had him um, had spoken to like AEW's doctor and had him an MRI booked, and then it was like, "Oh, I've got this shit." Christ. <laughs> so yeah, like they've they've obviously been like minimally using them. Um, I don't know if you've heard much about top flight but they sound like a really exciting fast-paced high-flying team so if they the books obviously because this match got announced on full gear okay or like in the, in the press event after full gear i should say uh and then they postponed it a week so obviously the books want to like kind of like have as much time to recover as possible so they can have an, an awesome match with them yeah yeah, yeah. um it's see it seems like um top flight i don't know if they're signed to aw but a lot of teams have been like saying they want to work with them because they're like really exciting. Um, Sweet. So yeah, it'd be good to see them. Awesome. Um, and last little bit from me, according to Big Uncle Dave, 
there's a major announcement coming this Sunday, uh, which will be the 15th of November. Apparently something regarding women's wrestling. May Young Classic 3. That's <laughs> not a bad shot, actually. They've, they've been, they were meant to do the May Young Classic and Evolution 2 this year, and then obviously the pandemic happened, so it kind of put both on hold. Mm. Um yeah, it could be I that. Surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of put them both together and maybe made the May Young Classic like a bit bigger and have like main roster NXT and some outside talent coming in as well. Like evolve or um, something like that. Yeah. That I mean that, that's what I'd want to see. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that they were kind of teasing a while back was Queen of the Ring. Oh. Yeah. Um that was like way, way away uh, earlier in the year, like talking like February, they were, t- they were talking about announcing that. Um, you watched Charlotte, Charlotte come back and make a special entrance. For I, that. I was literally about to say, obviously, <laughs> Charlotte Flair will win that. Um, that would be yeah, cool. it, it, it's good because it could, it could as, as we've said, like without um, Becky Lynch and Charlotte, there is like a massive void in the women's division. Yeah, and massively. WWE seems to be very reluctant to kind of elevate anybody else like it's almost like they're just waiting for it to come back yeah which is weird in itself um so they a tournament like this would be a good way to kind of showcase what some of these some of these women they've got on the roster capable of yeah yeah for definitely Uh, the the other thing that i could speculate being is ronda maybe maybe i hope not i don't it doesn't they don't need ronda they need Becky. No. They don't need Ronda, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in agreement with you there, mate. Like Ronda is one of those things where they've just signed her because she's a special attraction, and yeah. she got a lot of eyes on the product. She was better than everyone expected, but at the same time, you could tell she's not really that interested in it. No. It was just a, a bucket list thing, almost. She was interested yeah. until the schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, she was she was interested until the fans turned on her, and then she just fucking spat at me. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> why don't you love me?" <laughs> That's my um, items of news. Do you have anything further on that, Jay? Yeah, I've got two little bits. Um, so the first one is that WWE have officially signed Alex Zane. Now we were obviously talking last week that he'd had his last indie date last Sunday and mm. he was in talks with big companies. Um, we'd speculate that it was WWE, uh, but not one had really been set in stone on that. Right. Uh, apparently that he'd be signed his contract this week. Um, so once to watch there, Pat, a lot of people on Twitter, have, uh, like wrestlers who he's worked with, have said he's going to go places. So he'll probably end up doing like a fucking stuttering gimmick and wearing a, a black eye I um contact lens thing and <laughs> asking people to knock on his door. Um, <laughs> the other thing, uh, while we're on the tub- the subject of contracts, so WWE have been talking to people they send out feelers to people they uh, released during uh, Black Wednesday, telling them that um they won't be touring again like they did before COVID because mm-hmm. it lost the company too much money. And as a result of that, offering them a significantly less amount than what they would, would have been making before that. 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I get I get the house show thing of it. I understand that yeah. um, because, like, you look at they've recorded like record high profits, um, yeah, because they've not had the expenses of touring where they've got to like obviously. Apparently, apparently, they don't pay for like much of the expenses for the actual talent. Oh, so like in that anyway, yeah. Like so that. it's it's just kind of like moving everything around and mm. having obviously all the merch and all that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they seem to have saved a shit ton of money, and uh, we kind of like spoke about this yesterday. Um, just to pull the curtain back in our group <laughs> chat, um, and it, it's one of those things. Like in this day and age, obviously. With the pandemic, um, there's like a global recession. People have got a lot less disposable income, so yeah. they're less likely to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to this wrestling show when mm-hmm. they're struggling to make ends meet elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I know certainly for me, I don't know about yourselves, but if because of how, like, accessible it was to see WWE tour, like they were always guaranteed to be over here like two or three times a year. Yeah. I wasn't. It'd be what just after Mania, and it would be just before Survivor Series. They do oh, one just after games. Mania. Yeah. They do you. They sometimes do the go home episode of Raw and SmackDown before Survivor Series. Yeah. Or like the week before that, maybe. Um, it was usually the week after the Raw and SmackDown after Mania as well, wasn't it? And then they sometimes do like. A couple of dates or like a big a big like house show in London in like the summer, like the first week of August. Yeah. Um so it's not like it was difficult for us to kind of go to see. Um it's certainly like it's certainly kind of made me less urgent unless it was like a TV taping to really want to go and see it because no one wants to see I don't know fucking Dolph Aaron Ziggler Corbin versus... against Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> I I was I was gonna say Dolph Ziggler versus Primo from the fucking boys. You could have <laughs> just been. I was gonna say Baron Corbin versus such and such. You don't have to no, mention yeah, Dolph in there. No, that's that. That's not actually genuinely nothing against Dolph though. Um, it's just the fact that they don't really, they, they don't really like bring top tier talent with with them all the time for the stuff no. like this. Do they deal? No. They'll, like the main event will either be a tag match with like some top tier guys or it'll be mm. some mid carders just having a main event level match. Yeah. And yeah. you look at some of the like um some of the attendance figures, like I, I remember reading that a SmackDown house show drew like five hundred people. Fucking hell. In a, a in like a a ten thousand seater arena or something like that. So Jesus. Yeah. So it's it's obviously like having the same effect in the U- the US. I mean, they do that they do that even more frequently there, don't they? Where they'll come mm. around like every couple of months, and it it makes a it makes a great deal of sense. Like um, I know when AEW started, Tony Khan said like they won't be doing house shows. They'll do they'll do like a they'll do a tour every now and again, right? But they won't be specifically doing house shows because it just doesn't make sense money wise. Okay. He said, cause he said he doesn't, he doesn't want to have a whole money just going into. Yeah. 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 
for the sake of keeping guys like wrestling a bit more. Yeah. Um, and also, like, it's, a, it's another good point, like, because obviously AEW had a UK tour planned for this year and mm-hmm. it got cancelled. And how gutted were the three of us when we oh, found that? Man. Like, fucking Jesus. hell, that would have been so cool to just go to that show. Yeah. But that's the thing. If they, if they minimise it right down, maybe do, like, a European tour once a year. Mm-hmm. Or even when they were in the 90s, it was even less frequent than that. They'd do, like, a show once a year. Yeah. Or two shows once a year. Between SummerSlam and I think it was Mayhem in Manchester, maybe, or... Oh, yeah, yeah. Another one like that. Mm-hmm. There was like a five-year gap where they didn't really do any other shows in the UK. They yeah. do, they do like a couple of like a couple of house shows here and there, but they didn't do anything like significant. So, oh. I think it. I think it's definitely it makes more sense. Mm. It's just a shame that it's coming at the cost of paying the talent more because they're making more money from uh-huh. not doing it. Yeah, yeah. So why can't they pay the talent more for it? exactly? We all know why. <laughs> yeah. it, it's also interesting that um, the, another thing while we're on the subject of contractors, a very contract-heavy week, yeah. um, is that AW are paying their talent more than um, like that new signees. I mean, sorry, I should say mm-hmm. they're paying new signees who are like on developmental contracts, if you will, right? Um, more than top-tier NXT guys. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hell. I didn't I didn't see like any figures more, but I know like Cody said, like, oh yeah, like we're paying them more than than uh, the top tier NXT guys and obviously That's mental. Obviously they're mates with um a couple of top tier NXT guys, so they'll probably have a bit of an uh, You're getting paid more look at that. To be on AW Dark. Yeah. Than Adam Cole. Yeah. Fucking hell. And but they said they said a lot of a lot of like talent on dark. It was more like they were on like paper appearance until they and if they were good enough, they were offered like a proper contract. Um, but it's just the fact like for they like one appearance, they're getting paid more than like per appearance than an NXT talent. Mental. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and last little bit of news I've got, which was something I forgot to mention on our new actual news podcast. Uh, there's new NWA tag team champions, lads. Oh, hello. Um, so on the United Wrestling Network, they've done NWA have been working with them. They've done like a lot of high profile title changes on there for NWA. Right. Um obviously Thunder Rosa lost their belt to Serena Deeb on there. Yeah, yeah. Um they had Zicky Dice losing his NWA TV title to Elijah mm. Bear. The oh yeah. And uh, they had Trevor Murdoch winning the, mm-hmm. remember him? Uh, yes, winning Trevor Murdoch. NWA <laughs> North American title off Aaron Stevens, a.k.a. Damien Sandow. Damien Sandow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's back in the news because Damien Sandow, and it was meant to be his partner, the question mark, but he replaced them with a guy who's been making quite a lot of uh, waves in New Japan of America, J.R. Kratos. J.R. Kratos. Yeah, he looks. He name. looks like. Yeah, he looks like a cross of um. Well, he looks like just a big old school hoss. Nice. He, he's a fucking unit. Um, 
they beat James Storm and Eli Drake to win the NWA tag team titles. Damn. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, J- JR Kratos is one that I've not seen much of him. I've heard a lot about him. Right. Um, he'd been making, as I say, he'd been making like a lot of an impact in um, New Japan of America. And then he's obviously shown up there here, so he's doing some stuff with NWA now. Sweet. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, James Storm's back in uh, Impact. Mm-hmm. Where that, what that leaves for Eli Drake, he left Impact pretty much with a lot of finality. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on that. And I think that's on my bits. Yeah, sweet. Good stuff. It's a, a wholesome, wholesome day of news. Some really yeah. good talking points there. Um, should we bounce on to some NXT of the United Kingdom? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Um, I thought this was it was an alright episode, wasn't it? wasn't Not too bad. Like two we, we two talk- standouts, two highlights. Yeah, we were talking about it before the podcast started. There wasn't like anything really. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say noteworthy. Yeah. I said them, I said them no, but anything really that we could like sink our teeth into too much. Yeah. But there was a lot of like kind of like moving forward stuff that we will talk about. Um, so we opened up with the Hunt versus Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams. Aaron, what is Kenny Williams? <laughs> Every week. Every week. <laughs> what what is what is Kenny he? Williams? If anyone um, if anyone knows what Kenny Williams is, give us a shout on Twitter at Untitled Wrestling. I'm gonna ask my Uncle Google. What if, is Kenny Williams? If if we get Kenny Williams on the podcast, that will be the first question I ask him. What are, what you, are mate? you? Why are you? What are you, Kenny? Come on, mate. <laughs> Play the game. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this match it was pretty much. Um, I say it was pretty much a way to kind of showcase the hunt. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he came out with like new gear, a new entrance. Mm-hmm. Eddie Dennis kind of like it was quite cool their entrance. So I like that. It had like red lights flashing, and they had like uh, smoke coming up. Yeah, they they were like crawling out of it, and then Eddie Dennis kind of like walked out like. A fucking crime leader. It was awesome. I liked um, it. It looked good. Really good visual. I, yeah. The only thing I will say with the gear is if they're going to have like brown kick pads, don't have like, like, did you see Primate's boots with it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, like new, new school shoes with fucking mm. boot polish on. They were like bright and shiny. And then he had like, yeah, scuff like, them up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Or just, just get brown boots. Or that. It's not just, hard. Just get brown boots. Come on. Not that hard. There's someone in wardrobe back there that can work on it. Yeah. I mean, they're probably still working on the entrance videos as well. Probably just one person doing it all. Uh, fucking hell. Then <laughs> <laughs> get me already. started. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the match starts with uh, the Hunt working over Williams, the faces work over Primate's arm after getting a bit of an advantage. Uh, it was very back and forth, this. Um, mm. A lot more considering I thought the Hunt are just going to murder these two. It, it did make Kenny and Amir look really strong, which was obviously surprising. Um, I think that as as we say like every week, like the a lot of their like building at the moment is just like re-establishing people and mm. making it feel like they can kind of get them get them in a position where they can kind of just chop and change like yeah. for dudes. So yeah. both these both these teams looked good enough that I'd say they both moved up the pecking order of the uh, tag team division. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a series of roll ups and quick offense by Williams. He does like a dive and back elbow off onto the outside. Um, 
football, tosses Williams over the top rope later on the match and like absolutely, like I say tosses, he like press slammed them over the top rope. <laughs> but like the, the speed he did it, he like popped them up and just let them go. Williams just like ate shit on the floor. Rumbled um, on the floor and met. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they end up isolating him and working over his uh, midsection. Hit a lot of, load of slams and suplexes. Um, Primate, there's a really cool spot where Primate's like working over um, Kenny Williams. And it's it's just like something I've noticed Primate doing a, a lot more recently yeah. than it did when he was in WCPW. He still did it. He still did it. But I think it's kind of like they've, they must have told him to like highlight it a bit more mm-hmm. uh, where he's because he's a Primate. He's got like a few like gorilla like movements. Like so traits, he, yeah, yeah. When he runs, he swings his arms in front of him like a gorilla when they're yeah. running. And there was a bit where he was like working over um, Kenny Williams, and he was like clubbing him, mm. but he was like punching him like a gorilla pounding the floor. It was fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, does it like whenever there's a corner spot and he's approach like he's running up to the on the corner. Yeah, he'll sort of double tap the floor with his hands yeah. and get back up and run. I think um, N- Nigel McGuinness called it Simeon offense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really like that though. I think um, it's cool. It's just like a nice little sort of um, King Tools character, isn't it? If it was, um, it's it's subtle enough that it's okay. Imagine he gets put on Raw. Vince is like, just do that for everything. And he's just running oh, around in a gorilla was, suit. If he was on Raw, Vince would be like, I, I don't want you to speak. I want you to just be an ape. Just, just grunt. <laughs> yeah. It would be a, It'd be borderline distasteful, probably. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Eddie, it, there's a there was a quite cool bit. So Eddie Dennis is obviously at ringside, and he's like the head teacher, manager guy, uh, and he, he like instructed Primate to bring him close, and Primate just kind of stops dead and looks at him, and then panicked and like brought him into his corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eddie Dennis was awesome in this match. Like, he didn't do a lot, but when he did, he really like made his presence felt. It was cool. Um, hmm. Amir gets a hot tag. He hits a flurry of offense. Uh, clo- hits a really nice close, like diving clothesline. Um, and then he hits the rolling flatliner, followed by a sent on. Um, Wild Boar, like, he goes for the, a, another rolling flatliner, and Wild Boar just murders him with a clothesline. Like, he literally thought <laughs> he was going to out. <laughs> yeah. Um, he does that after he go he goes for the rolling flatliner like again before this clothesline mm-hmm. and Eddie Dennis again it was dead subtle the way he did it but it was just enough that it was like that was really fucking cool yeah yeah the way he like slammed his hands down on the on the apron like a teacher when mm-hmm. they're trying to like get the stop like getting attention yeah and Amir Jordan just stopped dead and looks at him and he's just like staring at him <laughs> like smiling um. Then he, yeah, so Amir gets that big Larry off um, Wild Boar and then the Hunt hit the ambush, which is diving headbutts from opposite corners. A, a double Benoit. Yeah, onto, <laughs> a, onto Amir um, to win. I, I thought both teams were really good in this, but mm. uh, they've got big things planned for the Hunt. Yeah, definitely, and rightly so. I, I liked them before anyway. I thought there's yeah, something got some very unique moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about them. But with the addition of Eddie Dennis, who's really good on his own, but playing this kind of like really sinister, like I say, head teacher. Like that's, that was he's you know he's the demon headmaster. Yeah, yeah. That's all he is. He's the I demon think, headmaster. I think we mentioned that before on this um, 
for anyone that's listening that doesn't know the demon headmaster is it was uh i say kids tv program it was fucking dark for a kids tv <laughs> it program. was terrifying it was, yeah it was um look at nightmares for fucking years that show <laughs> but yeah the hunt looked really good they both look really good but um I'm excited to see them push uh, the hunt. I imagine they'll be getting a title shot in the not too distant future. Yeah, I think I think as well. Eddie Dennis has had like some problems with injuries in the past, so it's quite it's quite like oh, okay. a good way to protect them by putting them in the in the manager role. Yeah, um, kind kind of like what the it looked like they were doing Roman so a bit where he's getting like this new faction around them, and obviously. Mm-hmm. He's only going to wrestle and get his hands dirty when he has to do yeah, a similar yeah. thing with Ed, with Eddie Dennis, I guess. Um, mm. Yeah, when when they're leaving as well, they're all it, there was a, another cool call back to that really good promo he did last week. Yeah, where the hunter like still like like rabid and like froth at the mouth, and Eddie Dennis just goes shh, and they stop and then just walk out. Um, Brilliant, really good. Yeah. Really, really a good bit of character building. Um, and as I say, both teams look good. Mm. What more can you want? After this, we get a really, really good video package. I love this. To build. I was so I was excited for this match already, as mm. we spoke about last week. This video package for me was like, I cannot fucking wait for this yeah, match man. now. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for Dave Master versus Trent Seven. Um it, it kind of it shows about how they're both from the black country um, and they both want to be the best wrestler from the black country. Um, they do a bit where Trent says, I've got this text from nine years ago mm. where I text Dave Mastiff saying, you're the best wrestler around like my area. Mm. Can you help me get better? Yeah. Um, and... Dave Mastiff says he's, he takes a lot of pride in like how Trent kind of like took everything he he like gave him and mm-hmm. made it work and also impart that onto people and Tyler Bate, which was a cool yeah little, that was nice little bit to add yeah um and then he basically said but I'm gonna knock you out yeah um so I needed you then but I need you now yeah um I I like I like the fact that. Because they don't they don't do this enough. I don't think when you've got two wrestlers facing each other from the same like place, mm-hmm. they don't they don't really mention they it. They don't acknowledge it, do they? There's yeah, there's plenty of story there. There's plenty of ammunition to tap into to kind of start creating some sort of story. Yeah, and they rarely do it. But on this occasion, they did. Um, and yeah, that's it all it, set like, it up perfectly. Yeah, like all like. When you think, obviously, it's not it's not hard to just go, oh, yeah, I want to be the best wrestler from that area. Yeah. And it adds a little bit more gravitas to the match. Mm-hmm. Like, and even, um, didn't they both have, like, the logo for the Black Country on the gear? Oh, did they? Yeah, like, they had, like, the, in, like, a black chain on, like, Oh, stripe. yeah, 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 yeah. But Dave Mastiff had one on, like, between his shoulder blades and Trent's, Trent's trunks with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, again, it's just another thing to add to it mm. to just make it a little bit more, a little bit more important than it than it was. Yeah. Um, to begin with, um, yeah, more of that, please. More, more, more. <laughs> then after this, Jack Stars comes out. So you know what that means, lads. Um, 
someone save you from murdering him. And that person is Rampage. Fucking oh, yes, Rampage. Someone did murder him. I oh, I didn't realise how much of a fuck like how big Rampage is. Yeah. Rampage. Fucking enormous. I've, I've met him two or three times and both times I felt like a fucking child next to him. <laughs> and I'm I'm not a small guy, let's put it that way. So to feel like that next to Rampage was like <gasps> Yeah, man. Like I, good. I I remember once um <laughs> he literally nearly Nearly reduced the uh, reduced the drunk me to tears, where it was at an indie show in Liverpool, and he was in like a, a six pack challenge to like face the world champion later in the night. Mm. And he he didn't win, but he wasn't involved in the pinfall. He was just like kind of selling. I was ringside. He was selling where we were, and and I was like, "Boo! You should have won rampage." He turned around and went, "What did you say?" <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> like, like, fell up my seat. I, I'd been drinking all day as well. I was like, I was like, I wanted you to win. He went, Oh, thanks, mate, and shut me up. <laughs> well, I absolutely put the fear to God in me. I, I worked there and made stand on, on an indie show with him as well, and I was too scared to say hello to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, um, so match starts. Jack Stars just like tries to tries to put the offense on Rampage. Yeah. Um Rampage spine busted the soul out of his body. <laughs> he he hit the mat so hard my fucking fillings hurt. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um <laughs> he then he then clobbered like the only way to describe it is clobbering him in the corner. Yeah. He just rains punches down on Jack Stars. <laughs> Uh, Jack Stars comes out. He tries to put, give him a bit of offense. Raf, Rampage just no sells it. Hits a massive Samoan drop, and then he hits a Doctor Bomb, which for anyone who doesn't know is a gut wrench sit out power bomb for the win. Oh, is um, that what that's called? Yeah, it's oh, uh, okay. It was, I think it was Doctor That Steve Williams' finisher. Oh yeah, um, or one of his moves. But yeah, hits that for the win. Um, nice. Rampage look how you'd want Rampage to look here. Yeah. Um, one thing that was interesting, we were speculating on this last week, I think it was, or maybe the week before. The first thing he said on commentary, that was, uh, well, Jack Stars was the first person to face Volta in NXT UK. So I was uh, like, okay, it's interesting that you're bringing his name up during Rampage's match. <laughs> um, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, I, I, get, I get the feeling that... Um, <laughs> We're pro, as I say, I think Illy is like the end goal for Volta to mm. take the belt off him. But I do get the feeling that we're going to get like sooner rather than later a Rampage versus Volta feud. Yeah. And it's going to be great. Oh, I can't fucking wait. Can't wait for that. Jesus. Because the thing is, I think Rampage as well, he's at the point of his career now where you like they were obviously they highlighted it a lot. He's been in the business for 20 years. Mm. And He's at the point of his career where he's probably he's probably just happy to kind of like be around the talent and like help yeah. guide them. And I think that's why they brought him in at this point as well. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that he's incredible and he's one of the best like British wrestlers like of the last probably ten years. Yeah, over that. Um, I think they kind of brought him in because he's so experienced and he's like mm-hmm. a good person to have. Like similar to like what they did with Mako Satamora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought her in because she's so experienced mm-hmm. and she's good to like work with the talent, but also good to like 
imparting knowledge on them. Yeah, um, Rampage has trained pretty much half the fucking roster anyway in his yeah. wrestling school. Yeah, yeah. So why not get them to just do it for the, course, yeah. the company and wrestle every week as well? Yeah. Um, That's great stuff. Yeah. After this, we go to, speaking of people Rampage trained, um, <laughs> we, we go to the PC and detectives or investiga- investigators, I can't remember what they said they were, Smith and Carter are on the scene. Genuinely it, sounds like it should be an actual detective program. I, Smith I and Carter them. investigate. <laughs> I want them. I know where uh, we were talking about Ashton Smith there a couple of weeks ago, and we are now like, mm. he, you can tell he's been trained by Rampage because he's just like Rampage light. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like every, <laughs> even his movements and stuff like that. You're like, yeah, you're, you're, you're just fucking. Just, just Rampage. You're, you're just what you're just like what Rampages do would do, but not quite <laughs> there yet. Um, I, I want them to be rebranded as detectives, please. Have them both <laughs> like have them both come out in Sherlock Holmes hats and jackets, maybe with pipe. <laughs> Fucking awesome! Because yeah, um, they, they were then entertaining when they were. Oh, just, they were. Like, they were was... they, like, it made me laugh like some of the stuff they were doing. Um, so they say they're going to ask pretty pretty deadly about the Eddie Dennis situation. Um, they go over to them and the. <laughs> They straight away go, which one's Lewis and which one's Sam? <laughs> um, pretty deadly. I'm just not impressed at all. Like, oh, you're disrespecting us there. Um, oh, and they say, is this a joke? Just like you two. And then all the cars are just go super serious. He's like, what do you call me? What do you call me a joke? <laughs> uh, Sid Scarlett comes in, pulls them apart and says, don't settle it here. So I guess we're going to get these two. Um, yeah. It was in a match. Um, I'm... As I said the other week, I, I really want to see more of Oliver Carter as well. Like from yeah. that match, yeah, other than Eddie Dennis, he looks incredible. Really so, good. Mm. More of that, please. Yeah. Uh, after this, we get uh, just a recap video of Piper versus Kaylee Ray. Bored. Yeah, I'm. I'm not bored of it. I just, I feel like th- there's a couple of matches they're doing here where I feel like these would have been what they put on the takeover. Mm-hmm. At oh. the, at, no offence to Piper Niven, but does she really deserve another shot at the title? No, definitely not. There's lots of other women yeah. on that roster. Give them a chance. Even if they're not going to beat her for it, just show I, us a different a match. Just, give, Aye, yeah, just give us a different women's championship match because I feel I like get, all I've seen is Piper Niven and Kayleigh Ray. Yeah, I get the impression that I'm going to take the belts off Kayleigh here because they've got more... They've got more heels ready to step up to a face champion than they have faces mm. to step up to a heel champion. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Obviously, they they, like, they were teasing that Ginny's going to have a thing with Piper Niven and mm-hmm. they were teasing that Nina Samuels Nina Samuels, yeah. thing. Um, so I, I imagine that that's where they're going. That's why they're doing this. It is, again, it's what I thought they would have done when um, they did the match the other week. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought, well, Piper's winning that. Makes sense. Because mm. they, they were building up to that anyway prior to the break. Oh, yeah. Yes, they were. So, again, it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I feel like the, the, obviously they had like, the original card in mind for TakeOver um, Dublin. Dublin. Yeah. And I feel like they're just kind of blowing off those feuds because they, they can't drag it out till next year. Yeah. Because um, obviously we're meant to get Volta earlier. Yeah, we got that a couple of mm. weeks ago. And 
the other stuff too. So yeah, yeah, yeah we shall see. Um, after this, they have Rampage walking backstage. And they go, Rampage, have you got anything to say about that? He just goes, I'm just getting started, lads. Keep up. Um, <laughs> fucking, I, I love the way as well. He's got like that thick Leeds accent. He's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you look at him and you think he's going to have like, I, I don't even know. Like, he, he looks like fucking, he looks I like King Leonidas off Air 300. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going to have like this big, like gruff, like gravelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he's just Yorkshire as fuck. Yorkshire twang. <laughs> but yeah, fucking kill somebody. Um, <laughs> after this, we get Zaya Brookside versus Nina Samuels. Um, again, like we, we talk about this every week, don't we? The Bill and the Women's mm-hmm. Divisional. I didn't actually hate this match though. I thought it was a bit. I thought the finish was weird. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was stupid. Really stupid. Yeah, we'll get to that, but it was stupid. But, <laughs> yeah, so the, the trade holds. Uh, Zaya works over Nina's leg, gets in an Indian death lock. Um, Samuel sits a big tilt well back breaking and takes control of the match for a bit. She starts belittling Brooks, and then Zaya, like, fires up with some forearms, hits Oruk and Rana, and then a top rope crossbody. Um, big boot by Nina Samuels for a two-count. A co-breaker by Zaya for a two-count. Um, Samuel Samuel's fights out of the Brooksy bomb, which is Zaya's like finisher, mm. where she like crossed her arms on the top rope, throws yeah, them over yeah, her yeah. head, um, and she does a cartwheel on the top rope. But then as like she has like an awkward lang- landing, and it's like holds a knee that Zaya had been working over, mm. uh, and like the refs like stopping them. It really derailed the match. I thought like yeah, it did. I, thought, I thought it was a legit injury at first. Mm. The way they would handle it. So, like, the ref's like stopping Zaya from going over, and Zaya keeps trying to check on Nina. Um, Nina's like holding her knee, like, looks like she's in a lot of pain. Yeah. And then she stands up, and Zaya just rolls her up and wins. Um, so I thought, okay, maybe Nina was quick finish. Quick finish. Like she's injured, quick yeah. finish. Uh, and after the match, they've got like everyone helping out Nina again, big injury angle. Zaya goes to check on it and Nina just breaks free and big boots her and then like hits the Nina Garoshi on the outside to win. Fails the injury. Away. Yeah, walks away like victoriously. It's like, well, you've just faked the match. Yeah. yeah. It was re- even but, the, I think Nigel McGuinness said something around it like, oh, she doesn't let anyone get one up on her. Like, well, she did because she just, just lost the match. Yeah. That did nothing for her. Why would you do thought, that yeah, to lose? I thought, it helped elevate Zaya Brookside, who's someone I actually like really enjoy watching. Mm. Um like she she'd only really been doing squash matches recently, hadn't she? Where yeah. well not even squash matches, like well, she had them with yeah. Ginny where she like looked good and then Ginny just fucking ended it. Um mm. and yeah, it was just really where, silly, silly booking. Yeah, that's where I thought they were going with this, but obviously mm. they didn't. Um we'll see where that goes, though. It was a bit again, a bit odd. Mm. Um after this, we've got Sam Gradwell. He's chatting shit. Jack just, from Tekken. <laughs> he, uh, he, he's, he's just odd, isn't he? Just don't, he is odd. I found this quite amusing. Like his delivery of this was quite funny. Just, yeah, I did, I did, I did laugh like about some of the stuff. So he's like talking about how chaotic the match was, um, and it, they ask him about him losing. I, I don't remember losing. And then he, well, <laughs> he went, I can't remember it. I can't recount every three seconds of the match, which was like quite a clever. Thought. I was like, all right, if quite at good. some point my shoulders were pinned to the mat for three seconds. I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, he then says he, if it was a singles match with Joe Coffey, it would be a different story. Mm-hmm. And then this was weird, again, because it kind of come from nowhere. Uh, Alexander Wolf comes up to him. Yeah. And he goes, hey, it's Imperium. <laughs> and Alexander Wolf goes, are you taking this seriously? You're a disgrace and just walks up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no lies detected here. And then, <laughs> and then he says, later yogurts and walks off. I'm still, I'm still not, not that sure what that means. Get in the bin. Uh, it can get in the I bin. Mean, Put it in the cupboard, let it go stale. He, he's from, <laughs> he's from Blackpool, mate. They're a different breed there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they that's are. That's the only, that's the only thing I can put it down to. He's from Blackpool. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, after this, we got what I thought was probably the match of the night by f- fucking far. The semi-final um, of the NXT UK Heritage, Heritage Cup. Cup. Um, Trent I mean, Seven versus Big have Old. Much to compete with, does it? What doesn't have much to compete with? Well, mate. Well, that's a bit negative, isn't it, mate? <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> What do you mean? Hang on. What doesn't have much Rampage fucking Brown was on the show, you piece of shit. You f- it was a two-minute squash. Oh, you're It was good. An impressive debut. Like, yeah, squash matches sometimes can, like, mean more than that. And they, as I say, there was a little bit of, like, underlying thing they did. A little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, okay. long-term booking as well. We had, we had Eddie Dennis being a demon headmaster. Come on, mate, play the game. Um... So, yeah, the, this match, it was very, um, it started off very slow. Mm. For the majority of the first round, Trent was just working like a headlock. And Dave Master was powering out, powering out, and then Trent would go straight back to the headlock. Um, at the very end of the round, Trent starts firing up on him, and they hit like, they hit a double crossbody just as the round ends. Yeah. Uh, and Trent goes down holding his ribs. Master looks unfazed by it. Trent absolutely like, knocks the wind out of Trent, though. Like Trent, he's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Trent's holding his ribs like he's been in a car accident. Um, <laughs> and he's like coughing and all that. Uh, Trent Sellen was fucking top notch in this match. I'm just going to yeah, say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah go. for sure. Trent was outstanding here. Um, mm. So, round two, Master's working over Trent's med- midsection. Um, the first minute Trent pretty much just out of nowhere hits a roll up on Mastiff and gets the first fall mm-hmm. uh, Dave Mastiff looks shocked about this um, then we get get to the third round Mastiff just goes straight back to Trent's like ribs um, yeah. it's a big sent on for a two Trent chops Trent chops him a few times like some really stiff chops as well mm. um, and he does the thing where he goes to chop the back of the neck the uh, Master like kind of like holds holds his hands up. Mm. Trent kicks him in the stomach. DDTs him. Um, Master hits a top rope superplex. Trent hits the seven stars once. Master barely is phased by it. He goes for it again. Master ducks and hits the four on that knocked out Joe Connors. They kept um, teasing that, didn't like. There was a couple of times yeah. where he sort of went for it and he blocked it and he and stuff like that. So you kind of you knew that that was going to come, that was going to play a big part in it because that's all they'd spoken about before the match is that, oh, he's knocked him out, he knocked him out in the first round, it's the only knockout in the tournament. Yeah. Um, and literally, like, the the bell goes for the end of the round as Trent's, like, dazed on the floor and the ref's checking on him. Yeah. Trent just about responds 
Um, I thought they were going to call it then. I thought they were going to call it there. I was like, don't do this, dude. Yeah. Don't do this. Um, Trent, like, literally struggles, like, crawls to the corner. Um, he can. He tries to take a drink of water and just spills it over his face. Mm. Um, and he's struggling to stand up. Mastiff's like, Mastiff goes to, at the start of round, for, like, the next round, Mastiff goes to stand Trent up. And Trent just, like, falls down again and then he gets him up again. He gets up on his own. Mm. Uh, Mastiff drop kicks him, hits a massive power bomb, and then the cannonball. One one, yeah. um, at this point it seemed academic that Dave Mastiff was going to win this. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then round five, the final round. Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> so Trent just drops in the corner again. Dave Mastiff goes for a cannonball. Trent like literally, like flops the falls out of the way it. from it, and Mastiff misses. Um, then Trent's Trent's trying to climb back up to the apron. And Mastiff's like gets up, he gets on the top, and he he goes to try and like pull Trent in to do the over the top rope superplex. Mm. Uh, Trent manages to fight out, out of nowhere hits a burning hammer. Oh, to win the match. I did. I popped like fucking <laughs> yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. Um, big burning hammer. Trent advances. Um, fucking awesome. And then there was a really cool bit after this match where. Mm. Trent goes up to the trophy and says, a lot of names came before, but there's not any name on this trophy. Mine will be the first. I was like, that was, that was lovely. Really, awful. really like that. Oh. Trent, <laughs> how has Trent Seven not been a world champion? How on earth? Yeah. He is so fucking good. He's fucking excellent. Because he's got a funny accent. Because <laughs> he, he's sure so, as a tubby. So, that so, is literally so Drew, the answer. Drew's got a funny accent. I but he's six foot fucking eight of pure muscle, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Drew's a meat fortress, Trent isn't. And he can talk like Trent, this, so Trent's he can actually Plant based fortress. Um, <laughs> after this, uh, a kid comes out and has a little stare down with Trent, and he just like shake hands. Um, made the really best man for that match. Yeah, me too. I, I've been really impressed by a kid, but and I, I can't call it either. That's the thing. Like, mm. I didn't think a kid would get out of the first round, and then he did. I didn't yeah. think he'd get out of the semis, and he did. Yeah. Um. Um, but it's it does feel like the overarching story of the tournament is that Trent needs to win this. Like it, it's like a redemption thing, and it, it's his like last it. chance to do something meaningful in the yeah. pro wrestling industry because he's like he's pushing forty and he he knows he's not got much time left in the yeah in the business. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was NXT UK. As always, what were our highlights, fellas? Uh, that match, last yeah. match, yeah, loved it's it. Got to be. Superb. Yeah. Pips closely by just not the match itself, but just seeing Rampage Brown on NXT UK, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, no, this this the room people. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is excellent. Uh, my low point: the Zion. What's her face? Yeah, Zion. Uh, yeah. Nina Samuels. It was just uh. a, just not the match itself because the match itself wasn't too bad. It was just a finish. It was just really odd booking. I didn't yeah, understand um, that. I'm the same with you guys there. The, yeah. It was a it was a very strange finish. Mm. Um, 
didn't really make much sense unless no. they explain it later at a later point. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Take a try. Yeah. <laughs> um, so where can you find us on socials? Please, Troy. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. And you can find us on the old Twitter machine at Untitled Rest Pod, where we're creeping ever closer to a thousand followers which is nice in one sense. at the moment. Yeah, beard's coming but, off. But wow. bad in another sense in that my beard could be coming off. So, yes. hey, we got, we got followed today by that fellow who was crying about wrestling. <laughs> oh, my life. He's going to be yeah, in for a shot following us. Morning. I couldn't, I fucking spat me coffee out when I saw that. <laughs> Madness. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. Catch you soon. Bye. Why is Aya Brookside to blame for high employment rate in the UK? Because she does all the jobs. (laughs) (laughs) 